and welcome to Soundcheck, a rock and roll alternative podcast here at Central Michigan Life. Although the, today I'm kind of doubting even that. So we're all over the place. We're, we're all over the place today, unfortunately, um, both in genre and quality. So uh, I don't think our coworkers are going to like this one, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. This will all make sense very shortly. My name is Andrew Mullen. Uh, I am joined by my co-host. Elio Stante. And I am joined by my soon-to-be future co-host. Michael Livingston. And why is gonna, why is he going to be my future co-host, Elio? Remind uh, everyone. Like we said last week, you'll never have to put up with my terrible voice again. You'll have a much better show. I'm graduating. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know whether wait, I could so feel good or not bad to happen, about I'd this. have to leave. <laughs> well, uh, goodbye, so, everyone. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm, I'm graduating. I won't be here. It'll be a, still be a very good show. Definitely still listen to that, it. That makes me sad. Like, I mean, we only had eight episodes together, but that makes me sad nonetheless. I want to know <laughs> yeah. if I have your seal of approval, though, Elliot. Oh, yeah, after the Jack White episode. I was yeah, like, it was a very, very good episode. If you don't remember, you. Michael was there for our Jack White episode. And I think it might be a more interesting dynamic, uh, considering I tend to be... Michael's like very cool, calm, collected, and my yeah. speaking is the opposite of that. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I was kind of thinking about this. Me and Michael would be like fire and ice, and you can probably okay. guess who's the fire and who's the ice in this relationship. Mm. Well, that's what I liked is that usually when I critique music that Andrew likes, he kind of wigs out at me. <laughs> <laughs> but whereas, uh, whereas Mike, when I told, when I said that Jack White's like most recent solo album was just garbage. <laughs> You 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 came with a very measured approach to it, and it was very very nice. That's why I think like you'll be a really good. I could we'll, 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 ha- we'll have a, a, a again we'll have that dynamic the the you know loud to soft. We'll be like yeah, it'll kind of be like one of those like a Nirvana song. You know, yeah. It's like lithium. I like that. Michael's coming here and he's like he's the verse and I'm yeah. the chorus. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so what are we doing? So, yeah, Elio, would you like to explain the horror that you decided to put us through today since I gave you full reign to pick what we're talking about today? Yeah, so for for my last episode, we I wanted to do something sort of interesting, something outside of the mold of what we did. And instead of doing what I thought would be a fantastic episode, which would be a Creed Scott Stamp <laughs> retrospective for I, everyone. I don't know if that would have been worse than what we did today, to be honest. Um, so so I think that was disappointing that we didn't go that route. But we came I told up with, you could have. I told you could have. Just, you, just, you just had to understand that. I would not have held any punches back. I think I think you would have had an episode of me crying for like 45 minutes. <laughs> it would have but been so, attack on Scott Staff, <laughs> not you, Elio. But so um but so we we came up with the idea that in the CM Life newsroom we put a bowl and we had people write down songs and artists that they've been listening to recently or that they thought were funny, I guess. And put them Some into of them the were bowl. Meant to be funny. Into the bowl and then um, at the CM Live Christmas party, what was that, Friday? Yes. Friday. Friday. We pulled 10 songs out of that bowl, and we all, all three of us listened it's, to them, and, and then clearly, we're going to... And clearly Santa thought we were very naughty. Yeah, <laughs> they gave us some... we got, we, I, I think Cole been a more pleasant thing to have gotten in some of these songs, to be honest. So, anyways, so, speaking of that, sorry. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the list of songs that we picked, <laughs> and we're going to each say, like, one good thing that we liked about the song, one bad thing we liked about the song, and just kind of, I guess, a review of it. So, before we go... Should we establish, like, an order? 
Uh, well, well, I, I just have him in the sheet of paper that we wrote down him in. No, he's I mean, not like, order for talking. Two. Well, you want to go? Well, I, I, I think so. To, 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 to reiterate some things, uh, we also have to say one nice thing. I don't know if you said this. Yeah, I said one good thing about the song. One, one thing, yeah. So, I'm sorry, I didn't. I don't, don't know if I heard that. Uh, to, to all of our well, co-workers, to any co-workers, by the way, who might be listening to this today, and I, I, I put this out on Twitter yesterday just to clarify. I understand that when we critique the music, and this is especially coming from me here. That we are not, per- we're not directing any personal tax. It's just yeah. to the music. Understand? You can still like it, and that's fine. I honestly forgot and, who submitted the songs. So, like, <laughs> just I, I remember some I of them, but like, honestly, at this point, I, I felt that I would not have been okay to do so. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know about Elio, but I know me, and Michael, talked about we're not going to be nice to a lot of these songs. Well, we'll have to say something nice, but overall, we might be harsh. So. Yeah. Don't take it personally. Um, but is but, he, sorry, but for order, yeah. Let's let let's let Mike go first. He's our guest soon to be. So yeah, why not? Host. Let's go in order. Sure. What is the song that we are starting off this journey? I guess together, Michael. So here's an artist y'all should recognize. Uh, <laughs> a song called "Psycho" by Post Malone, off of his most recent album, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. This song actually <laughs> made the number two position on Billboard the day of its release. Features oh. Ty Dolla Sign. Um, Wonderful. And uh, my background with Post Malone is Uh. I actually dug uh, Rockstar when it initially came out. Um, In comparison with this song, Rockstar kind of discusses the pitfalls of fame. While I can see Psycho almost as a completely, it's just Post Malone flexing, uh, living it up. It was. He talks about having stacks of money that he can't even fold. Yeah. The title of the song Psycho could refer to the fact that he's living... A crazy life filled with like the finest things money can afford. I, I, I thought I saw somewhere that like some of like the refer- some of the lyrics are also like a reference to like Fallout and whatnot. Wasn't that one of the things? I I didn't. Yeah, it's uh, something about like the AP. See, I didn't. My AP's going no, psycho. no, no, no. AP. What I read, it refers to a Swedish watch company, like a really pricey yeah, Swedish well, watch company. Again, I was looking at Genius for that, and it said something about like Fallout points or something. It was weird. Yeah, I don't know. No, I want to discuss that chorus, though, because the, the hook for that chorus is, damn, my AP going psycho, little mama bad like Michael. Who's Michael in this situation? <laughs> is it me? Is it Michael Jackson? I, I'm confused. I thought it was, I thought he was, it would be hilarious if he was referencing you. Yeah. That would be well, awesome. No, that would, that would be very, pretty creepy. How, how does very, he know Michael Lippenstein here at Central Michigan very, University? A very, very nice thought if he was referencing <laughs> you. But, I mean, I, I, I think he's talking about michael jackson towards towards certain parts of his career where he went a little bit off the deep end okay mm. okay could be so it. michael what what did you like about the song well honestly the eerie thin chords at the beginning mm-hmm. that in the intro really actually piqued my interest because i um you know listening to the lyricism of the song it, it doesn't go along with the production of being kind of a, a casually uh, evenly progressing song it's it, it's very not lo-fi but very calming in, in a way yeah. um and it kind of the tone of the song isn't the fact that it's not more energetic is very contradictory yeah it's kind of like uh like you said rockstar and then even his other song that i know uh better now like they're mm-hmm. they're much i i guess like sour s- sounding songs or slower sad sadder sure. sounding but then like this one has very obviously boastful lyrics you know so mm-hmm. i mean it was a, a weird 
weird thing to like listen to. Yeah. So um, before we continue, are we are we each gonna like say what we liked and didn't like, and then go to the next person? We're going around saying each of us what we liked and then what we disliked again. I mean, I I think to make it quicker, we should probably what, say what we. I didn't really say what I disliked about the song. Just initially, what I thought. I, I've never been a big fan of Post Malone. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I was just saying for <laughs> like know, the format th- of the episode. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. If, when you you say the one thing that you do like, one thing that you don't like, right. I'll do it. Yeah, Andrew okay. will do it. That, I like and that. And then we can just talk about. This song. Yeah. So I guess the one thing that I did like is, like I mentioned, those that introduction with the thin and eerie chords and the production throughout the song. I actually. Found it really pleasurable to listen to. Um, I guess the thing that I didn't like is just the theme of the lyrics. I think Post Malone, going along with this beat and this production, he could have made a really kind of standout um, song with lyrics revolving around something a little more deeper than just flexing. You know what I mean? I, I think there was so much potential that he didn't tap into, and I think plugging in those lyrics was just a time saver overall. If I was to, put I, I could in. definitely see that. You know, um, when I was listening to, it, I was like, yeah, I was like these lyrics, like, because I see the thing. I, I I was at least hoping if I, like, can I ask you this something? I'm gonna sound both incredibly old and incredibly white when I say this, and I am both, and both of those things on the inside and outside respectively. But <laughs> is Post Malone a rapper? Is because yeah. yeah. no, but yeah. what's really interesting? I wanted he to bring didn't this sound up. Like he was rapping on the song. No, no. To me. What I wanted to bring up is that there's actually YouTube videos out there because he's actually a really great guitarist too. There's videos mm-hmm. out there of him covering Bob Dylan, and he actually covered Nirvana's "All Apologies" at a live show. And it's it's interesting to hear because none of his fans know the lyrics to that song. <laughs> but he he sung it all the way through. He played the entire song by Nirvana, and it was so interesting yeah. that this dude actually has a very wide taste in music. And I think he was originally, I think I read I somewhere he that he was originally a guitarist. He used to play, I think he originally used to play in some metal bands too, which what? is, yeah. So why I can, th- why, why can you come down that career? That sounds much better. <laughs> well, no, that's what I see on a lot of, uh, a lot of those videos is like Post Malone should have been a rock star. He shouldn't have been a rapper. Well, that's the song rock star. Yeah. You know. It's very interesting. Um, the whole career. Post we're not Malone's talking about no Nickelback song. We're talking about Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so I guess the thing that I liked about the song is I am a fu- I am a fan of Post Malone. I do like most most of the stuff that he's put out. This song, I really like the music of it. Mm. I think I thought that if you took the lyrics out, like in if if you just had an instrumental of this song, it's really good. Like it's really cool. There's an interesting like chord progression that goes through the song. It's a really neat, almost lo-fi hip-hop beat to it you know which is really cool to listen to but then i think the thing that i didn't like was probably the lyrics but even then i had i didn't quite have a problem with the lyrics because i mean i do listen to rap so a lot of the lyrics that i listen to are flexing you know and bragging about stuff so so i think the lyrics were the low point in the song but uh, you know i like the song i like it so All now right. let's go to the demolisher, <laughs> the fire, as you said. <laughs> okay, well, I like. I'm, I'm. Well, I have to say something I liked about this song. Um, you know, I, I I think Michael kind of alluded to it earlier, but I remember by like when I was at the end of the song, when all like all the other like instrumental like instrumentals and like vocals were ending, I mm-hmm. I something like the background noises. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of nice because it was kind of like I really wasn't paying attention to it as much, you know. 
be very clear why in a second. But uh, you know, so I was like, it's like, oh no, that was actually really nice. You know, it was, it was, it was kind of some nice trippy stuff. You know, it's almost psychedelic. And I was like, yeah, no, I think that's an interesting thing. I don't hear a lot of that kind of stuff, and at least what I've heard from rap. And I should also probably specify this. I I, I knew I before listening to this song, I knew Post Malone only a name. I I'm just. You know, I have tremendous respect for the rap genre and the hip hop genre. It's just, I just never got into it. Like, I, I can, if someone puts on like some of the older stuff from like the 80s and whatnot, like Run DMC and Public Enemy and some of like the really early 80s stuff, like, I, I can get into that. It's just, just not for me, we'll say. And then what, and then what I didn't like about the song, pretty much everything else. <laughs> I didn't like any, it was just, you know, again, the thing that really just, Again, the thing that got to me, like, I, I don't, was he, it, it didn't, I don't know, from my eyes, and again, I sound really old when I say this, it just didn't sound like he was, like, had, like, a real, like, rapping flow to it. It just kind of sounded like he was just mumbling. He was with this really terrible auto-tune. I just, it just made it crawl like a snail's pace, and I just wasn't, there's just something about, I just, it was honestly just annoying to me, really, straight up. I'm sorry. No, no, that makes sense. The pacing and the way he sings is very different than what you'd what you'd compare to in your t- in your short but your knowledge of rap music. Yeah. So so it I don't know. This just wasn't it really wasn't my thing. Yeah. And yeah, I, I also agree with Mike about the lyrics and and you know what else I don't like about about these. I don't like the drum machines they use for for these. Rap songs. Oh, okay. I really, I never, I can never get into those sounds. Yeah, there, there are sometimes that I, I absolutely agree with you. There are sometimes that the, it's, it's too much like a metronome. Yeah, where it's, it's just, it's not, it's, it doesn't yeah. sound right. And sometimes. I granted for this one, it kind of worked. You know, if if I can use something, they, they kind of work for this one since, like Michael said, it is some more of a mellow, mellower track. But when I hear like, like rappers trying to be a little more aggressive, and they still have these really weak sounding, you know, drum machines. It's like, dude. I I know. That's n- I don't think it's that's exclusive to rap though. And as a tra- transition into the next song, those drum machines is very kind of simplistic and kind of metronomy. Drum machines can be seen all over indie rock too, especially with yeah. artists like Mac DeMarco, one of my favorites. Yeah, mind you, but still the, the drumming um, for the majority of the songs isn't a peak of the musicianship. No, I wasn't trying to say it. Just, I just never enjoy the sound of them right. at all. Mm-hmm. So next song possibly. Yes, go ahead. What's the next song here? So this next one is a song called Sleaze by a Dutch-Norwegian indie band called Klangstav. I don't, I'm probably not pronouncing that uh, right. Did, did Definitely you, not Do you know if, uh, um, did you ever hear these this artist before? Never heard of this artist before, but I actually kind of liked it upon first listen. Definitely something I could get into. The transcendental synthesizers and bass lines were like, Something to behold, and I I really like the first verse. It kind of like it doesn't take itself seriously. Like this first verse, I sleep through the days like Jesus effing Christ in this <laughs> dark maze where I feel yeah. the appetite. Play Mario until I see the sunlight. Nintendo is the only thing that makes me smile. Like I feel that that was me in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, the um the singer who I looked up, Cohen Van D. Wart. Definitely not pronouncing that either. It, he doesn't display much in terms of uh, in terms of vocals, but he really capitalizes on setting a tone and emotion for his songs. They only have one album out right now, as far as I saw, but um, mm. 
I listened to their hit, their the first hit on Spotify, and I dug that too. And I feel like this is something I can actually get into. So, it, it there's a lot there in terms of uh, setting a mood and the with the actual instrumentation. Not a lot in terms of vocals, though. I think that's something that could be improved. Yeah, I was I was on the same boat right as the song started. I was like, sweet, this is gonna be an awesome like synth pop indie like new wave kind of sounding. A song that was really cool to start with, and then in came the vocals, and they were like borderline inaudible sometimes. That like I was having trouble hearing them, you know, and it threw me right out of the song. That I was like, I can't do it, you know, can't do it. Pretty, you know, it's almost like the like everything you just said was on the spot on of like what what I was thinking too. It's like because I, I was like, is that a really cool soundscape? Is what I wrote down for that. So like, wow, well, no, this is kind of kind of electronica, electronica, but it's like kind of like electronic kind of sounds. It's like, you know, I can get into this. And then, yeah, those vocals came in. It's like almost whispering. It's like, it just, it was just, just something about it that just kind of threw me out. And, and even the lyrics, I mean, I, I, I was going back and forth. I felt, felt about the lyrics too. It's just like, at one point, it's like, ah, you know, okay. You know, I was kind of saying Michael's boat, so they're kind of, they can be relatable. They can just be very honest, and I like it when artists are just brutally honest about themselves with their lyrics. At the same time, I, I couldn't tell, like, when he was, if he was just purposely trying to be goofy or not. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was kind of borderline that. But, you know, but again, I can see it kind of go either way for me. But, no, uh, this was actually, this was fine. Like, I, I really had no problems with the song. It was it was okay, and I'm glad I looked up the fact that this is off of a debut album. So there's uh, so much room, yeah, for like he, evolution. They, they need, oh, okay. I, I, I think the biggest thing is the vocals for this yeah. gotten change. Yeah, if, fair enough. If that improves, this is a great indie outfit. Mm. I really think it is. I can see that. So, what did you, so what did you think of this next one, Michael? Because uh. yeah, this next one is by a band called Ann Arbor. Which, um, while I appreciate the band's name of my favorite city in the state. Uh, I can't say I enjoyed this pop rock carbon copy. Um, I think lyrically it was very childish and naive. I could see I, myself listening to this in the eighth grade. Not as bad as a song we're going to be coming up later on. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I, but, the, but the, this is better. I think uh, I could see myself listening to this in the eighth grade. Um, Jesus. The chorus is cringy and screams teenage angst. Um, song screams teenage I mean, come on, just listen to this. So if you want to piss off your parents, date me to scare them. Yeah. Show them you're all grown up. If long hair and tattoos are what attract you, baby, then you're in luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, was, yeah, I was listening. I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah, okay. They, were, they were not the, the best. Was there players. anything that you liked about the song, Michael? Um, I mean, the sound is kind of Blink-182 meets Good Charlotte. That, um, that sounds absolutely horrifying. I mean... To you, but <laughs> I, I used to be really into Blink-182, and I mean, this this definitely, this kind of music was my shit back in the day, in 8th grade yeah, and 7th grade middle school stuff. I could listen to this all day long. You know, Michael, it, I'm not going to pretend to be above that. Yeah. So this if is anything, freshman year of high school. If anything, it's nostalgic, and that's something to be appreciated, and at least for me. And I think this could definitely tag along with people who are really into the pop rock scene with, like, the Killers or anything like that. It's... It's something to behold, and it, it's something that somebody can grasp onto. Not for me, but um, but I can't say I'm above actually listening to this previously. Same, same, same here. Yeah, no the the song was it, it was it was nice. The I thought for a like punk sounding pop band, mm. 
perfectly good song. You know, they did what they set out to do. They wanted to make like a teenage angst song. And I mean, like you said, I'm not above listening to it. I never have been. I still frequently go back to Green Day and sometimes Blink-182. Oh, yeah. Green, Green Day still kicks ass. I'm sorry. I love Dookie. Dookie's still a yeah, great record. That's so old. You said still kicks <laughs> but, ass. But still, I mean, it does. But I mean, still, like, it, it's it's those kind of songs that you're like, you know, I I connect with it on some level. I enjoy listening to it. <laughs> um, and then, like you pointed out, I think the the most obvious bad part about the song was the lyrics. The line that you read when he sang it, I kind of sat there and shuddered and was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, how old are you? Yeah. Please, please be like 19 like, talking to an 18 like year old. Let's yeah, and that's, and that's exactly what I thought. I was just like, oh, please, dude, don't. And I, I, I didn't have the heart to look up how old, how old mm-hmm. the, the people I, in the I band were. I just so I didn't know. <laughs> You put that idea in my head. Now I don't want to know either. <laughs> so I'm actually going to contradict you guys a bit here. Really? Because I was like, because here's the thing. You know, part of me, and maybe I've maybe I've given this band too much credit. Part of the, part of me is like, the good thing I'm going to say about this song is the lyrics. Because part of me, when I was looking at this, like, they've got to be at least self-aware at somehow. Like oh, I, I yeah. was, oh. I was thinking like that. There's some level of self-awareness. Like I can't, I can't think they're entirely serious here, and maybe they are. But um, like, like I, I, th- I think I, I can. Something about me when I was looking at the lyrics, it was like, it was like, it was like they, they know they have a goofy, goofy concept here, and then you know, it's kind of. I can see them not being serious with it. My biggest problem with the song, though, was actually the production because mm-hmm. I thought the guitar sounded like crap. Hmm. It really like I when I was listening to it like those that distortion was so brittle it did not have the punch it needed hmm. and it's like at least because even with pop punk guitar like sometimes they tend to be too clean but if they're gonna have a bit of distortion at least make it punchy you know and I was like hmm. if if this 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 song would have been possibly listenable if the guitar sounded better. See, I had no problem with the music. There was nothing like, wrong. Well, the for... music itself wasn't terrible. It's just again, I, I just no, no, the, but he... the sound, of the, the actual sound, the production of the guitar. I thought could have been needs much improvement. See, I didn't, I didn't have the problem with that. I thought the guitar work and the sound on the guitar was was actually pretty decent sounding for a band like this. You know, I mean, for all we know, there might be a local garage band <laughs> and they yeah. don't have the money for for good production, but. I don't know. I don't remember the vocal sound. I wish I would have found out clean. if they're actually from Ann Arbor. That would have made me. Been, that, would... that would have made me a little more happier. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of wanting to be happy, I know that this next <sighs> song that we're going into will not make Andrew happy. Or and I anyone know, in this room. Happy. And I know that. I know that when he had to listen to it, it probably made him cry. So, <laughs> Michael, what is this next song? <laughs> oh, all right, no. another familiar artist for all of you. It's Imagine Dragons. I don't. Uh, I don't have the name of the song right now. Uh, natural. 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 Thank you. Uh, Doesn't so, matter. Yeah. So I was never a fan of Imagine Dragons. However, no. I was definitely on that radioactive hype train uh, when it initially song. came out. It was a great yeah. song. Yeah. Um, but come on, Imagine Dragons, their their stick is just dramatically overproduced songs. Um, <laughs> my favorites were, although I did have some good moments of this song, um, because I can't fully hate the singer uh, Dan Reynolds. I can't fully hate his voice. Uh, my favorite moments were some of the most guttural, like in the chorus. And uh. 
Andrew ripped me apart for for this right before the podcast. Um, I didn't podcast. you apart for it. But I just it, thought you were wrong. No, no, no. He, the, I mean, I can actually hear in those guttural moments in the chorus, if I close my eyes and listen, I can hear some Dave Grohl and those screams. I think you owe sure. Dave Grohl an apology for this already. No, I, I really can. And that, <laughs> that honestly kept man. me going throughout the t- entire song of just like, I can hear some like really guttural screaming <laughs> that like, di- like think uh the color and the shape like the title track no. of that from foo fighters no. like those screams on that song they're really close to, i think dan reynolds can actually achieve that pretty michael, well michael yeah you're my friend i'd be very excited <laughs> to work with you yeah but no okay you're just wrong on that i'm still all right i'm it's, but it's no, here's the thing no i i can, I can get, so sorry i'll let you continue but like mm-hmm. i can definitely hear some of the i i like when he was getting guttural and i I didn't think it sounded good, but yeah, I can definitely see him. He's at least trying to be more than clean sounding. Mm-hmm. But when it, but it's just when I hear "Color in the Shape," when I hear Dave on on songs like that, I hear him screaming his lungs out. Oh yeah, like I, I just don't see nearly at the same level with with, with uh, the Imagine Dragons. Guy, I just think in terms I'm of saying. the tone of his voice and his screaming, he can reach that if he actually wanted to. So I think Dan Reynolds' voice has so much potential beyond than just what he's doing with Imagine Dragons. I'm still not fully convinced. On Imagine Dragons music, far from it actually. But this would be the type of material you need to present me in order to convince me further. That's what that's what I kind of make up or chalk it up to be. All right. So I would there's some parts of me that agree, some parts that don't. I'm gonna start with uh the negative of this song. <laughs> it, it kind of everything. <laughs> I thought the the singing was overly dramatic and the chorus was kind of ridiculous <laughs> with how over the top he went for for the music. I mean, for the singing. And then even the music itself was just bad to me. Mm. Watching Elio talk about this right now is great because it looks like his soul is being slowly sapped away just talking about this and then, song. Like, th- there was... a. There's, it's really hard to pin down how how bad I really think this song is. So moving on to the good, I know that there's a plane of existence somewhere that this counts as music. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. So, <laughs> I, even I'm not this harsh on these guys. Um, yeah, there's a... So, like, it is music. It's music. It's music, so that's good. I... See, the problem is, is that that first Imagine Dragons album, I got to see them live when they were like the tiniest band on earth. And I still sometimes occasionally like listen to songs off that album. And I think that first album is really good because all the songs off there are like new, interesting and good. Mm -hmm. And then now there's this band that has just done like a 180 that I can't get over like how bad they are now. Like they hmm. they took all the stuff that sort of made them good on that first album, with like good lyrics. The the singing was good. The music they had actual guitar and like some piano and like synthesizer and stuff that was really interesting. And they just went somewhere else. That so, they've they've totally left whatever they had and went. No, we don't want to do that anymore. So I'm curious if Imagine Dragons was to get back to that state that you admire them and to, admire them to be, what would they have to do? The 
I, I really don't know. I, I can't say that I would want like a same thing as the first album because mm-hmm. that's not fair to the band. But there's there was a, a level of like, I don't know, ingenuity and creativity on that first album that really they've they've never done again hmm. since since their first album. Like their their songs, like you said, are way over the top, overproduced. They kind of are ridiculous with the way that he sings now oh, as evidence yes. on natural and even the song Thunder. That's the Thunder's a whole separate breed of them. Again, it's still like just as bad to oh, me as natural. I, that's, but. So, so he, so here, here's here's my ringing endorsement of this song. It's certainly not the worst Imagine Dragon song I've heard. No, it, Thunder is it. probably the worst one I've heard. That song is that that song is pure crap. There's nothing worse. I will take Thunder because I don't have to listen to him sing the chorus of Natural. It's it's no no even that's weird. You know, honestly, when I was listening to this song, I was actually kind of putting it this. Say, I, here's I'm sorry, I don't even like Radioactive or Demons. Like, I I I'm just really just just I I just nothing about this band. Well, I don't want to say anything about this band appeals to me, but just this band has never really just reached to me. When I was listening to Natural, you know, I was like. At some points, I was like, okay, they're going for this really grand, you know, epic feel. And, you know, it's sometimes, it, it kind of was working for me. Mm-hmm. Like, at some, like, I think especially during the verse, I think that's when it was kind of reaching to me. But, you know, yeah. You know, I don't think this song is entirely without good. But, <laughs> just, and I think you guys kind of all said it. Um, but here's the way I put it. Whenever I listen to Imagine Dragons, just... Except for Thunder, because again, I just think it's just different. It's just this really weird metal thing, and I don't understand it. But whenever I hear Magic Dragons, everything from it sounds just so forced. Everything sounds. You say overly dramatic. Yeah, yeah. They're just. I feel like they're trying too yeah, much. Yeah, they force it. That, that's what they're, I mean. They're forcing it. They're, they're trying it, especially with the singer, especially with their songwritings and how they, with the lyrics and how they lay everything out. It's just like never listen to it. It's like. It it just it you it almost I don't want to say face plants trying to do is what it's trying to do but it, it's close to it. Sorry, it's just maybe, how it is. Maybe Imagine Dragons is just the the creator of the universe showing us how far you can push production and music. Before this, Imagine Dragons is your is your finish line. You can't go beyond that. Or else I, I, it's, I, I would argue they may have crossed that finish line. <laughs> Yeah, they are. They're interesting in how far they can move move the goalpost of sounding way too overproduced and dramatic, yeah. and, and still put out a hit. Can we talk about a good one next? Yeah, yeah. Opinion. Let's go on. That's, that's, yeah. This one was okay. Sweet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I wasn't. Good old Talking one. Heads is next up on the list. Um, <laughs> don't have the name of this one list, listed. Road either. to Nowhere. Road to Nowhere. Thank you. Although when I heard this title, I was like, God, I really wish I had Road to Joy, but Bright Eyes. That'd been a really nice one to have. Bright Eyes is a good man. But anyway, um, so my history with Talking Heads is I recently just started to really get into them a couple months ago, but oh, I didn't. So I didn't um, go. I haven't been beyond Wasting Light because everyone knows that's the one you start with. That's their great album. Um, upon listening to this. I was just kind of in the process of expanding it, and now this song I can just chalk it up as saying just increases my love for the Talking Heads. I love how this song has like a galloping beat behind it, almost as uh, if David uh, is it Byron Byrne, 
David Byrne is on a horse traveling down like a long winding road. I could see myself listening on, to this. On a road to nowhere. On a road to nowhere, exactly. So it almost like, so sounds like something Rush would try, like Neil Peart's like, oh, we, we, should, we should have like a galloping horse drum beat somewhere in our right. song. But I could. But speaking of that, I can totally see myself listening to this with my friends on like a long road trip. Um, mm-hmm. I suppose if you really wanted to get leap, deep with lyrical meaning, um, the song kind of discusses the importance of the journey rather than the destination is what I kind of chalked it up to be. Um, this song just gets me more and more into the talking heads. I, I can honestly say I really enjoyed this song. Not really much to speak ill of. Um, other than, uh, I don't know, the, the, the very chorusy vocals, the time where they had um, like a choir in with them, that was, I feel like it was a little overused. Um, kind of got corny at times, but even then, it was, I think it was a very nice addition to the song. So, Couldn't be the same song without it. So you're saying that you listen to talking heads quite a bit. Is there ever times that you feel that David Byrne, his vocals or like his singing style kind of verge on like too much? Because that's kind I was of kind of getting that when I was listening to this. Because there's there's sometimes that I listen to him a lot. I love Talking Heads. Mm. That I'm sometimes I'm like, mm, okay. It, do you ever feel that? Um, like just as a, like I said, I I I can't say I've delved anything beyond Wasting Light besides this song. Um, so sad. I know, but but oh, now this I'm song kind of just influences me to do that more. Um, but yeah, I can I can definitely see where you're coming yeah. from. Where it's a little dramatized. Um, so let me let me give you some like a like a bit of advice. And anybody listening to definitely listen to Talking Heads. I'm gonna do a recommendation before a recommendation. Mm-hmm. Listen to Talking Heads. Izimbra. It's one of their sort of early albums. It's just a black cover. It says I Zimbra on it. I've yeah. seen that. See, I think Amazing that one I'm familiar with. That, that album is so unbelievably good. Like all the lyrics have mean, all the songs have really good meaning to them. The music is super interesting because I think like David Byrne like took like a trip to Africa or something or heard mm-hmm. a bunch of African music. So he incorporated that into it. I can definitely hear that. Like really, in some of their music. Really good. So now going back to this song. Um, I guess if there's one thing that well, I got to correct myself, did I really say wasting light for uh talking yeah, heads? Yeah. I think I said wasting light, try thinking of the Foo Fighters because yeah, I saw no, Dave. I, like, that's, that's uh, I remember main and light. I'm so sorry for everyone that was confused by uh, me saying that. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I thought it sounded weird. I was like, okay, that yeah, like, no, that's remain that's and light. That's, that's, that's the name. Fighters, yeah. I'm so sorry. I know, I know, Dave the Foo Fighters <laughs> wasting light. I know they had one called wasting light. Um, so I think it. If I had to pull anything negative out of this song, it would be that it might be a little boring at times. I don't think I would find myself going to it all the time for a Talking Heads song if I needed like a Talking Heads fix. Mm. It's a little boring. You know, it kind of just maintains that beat throughout it. Doesn't quite build too much or come down too much. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it kind of sits in one place, but I love... Everything about it. Like you said, that galloping drum beat. Mm-hmm. David Byrne's lyrics are incredible. I I do love his singing voice. Um, the really sort of interesting, like, synth synthesizer stuff that they do on it. All of it's good. Oh, yeah. I love this song. So I, I'm going to be straight. I'm sorry, Elio. Hold on to your heart. I just, I, you know. I, I'm not gonna, I can't say much negative about uh, Talking Heads because I just don't know much about them. That's just me. Because yeah. here's the thing. When I was first getting to punk music, one of the things I heard a lot was like, New Wave sucks. Fuck New Wave. Mm-hmm. That's all I heard. And so like, Talking Heads and New Wave, fuck the Talking Heads. Fuck oh, all this. That hurts. 
So it's like that, that's that's how I thought. But then you know, as as, as times go on, it's like wow, I like the B fifty twos. I like Devo. Wait, well, a lot of bands that I really like are actually New Wave. Huh. Like, yeah. Like, here's the thing. Because what I've heard from the Talking Heads, I've actually, the very, very few I've actually enjoyed. Really the only New Wave band that I really don't like is Blondie. It's the only one that I know hmm. I don't like. But So call me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I won't have to after this episode. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm good. No, no. <laughs> Whoa. I, I was joking. <laughs> Uh, Could you not tell I was joking? Okay, sorry, mm. sorry to interrupt. Anyways, so I've heard the talk heads I, I've liked. Um, so this 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 was kind of I was kind of interested in listening to this. Um, I don't want to say I was disappointed because I don't really don't know what my expectations were, but you know, in any plane of existence, any 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 other situation, this song would just be okay in my my ears, just okay. just okay. But compared to everything else, this song is freaking like. Won't get fooled again. It's like Layla. It's oh. like a really amazing song. Oh, you're talking about it in the list of songs that we had to listen yeah. to. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, there was some good and bad. Uh, overall, good. I mean, there wasn't. I wasn't. There wasn't really anything really I hated. Like again, I really liked the drum beat. I thought the drum beat was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I know you said they didn't feel like a built up. I felt there was a bit of a built up. You know, mm-hmm. I felt like they were slowly adding a little more in there. Okay. Um, and jazz vocals were fine. I mean, I, I, I thought the song was fine. Uh, some, some of the things I didn't like, I didn't like the, the chorus intro. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Because remember when we were talking for the New York Hardcore episode, you were talking about the agnostic front one with the, you remember the East Coast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you said that was really gimmicky. I was kind of getting that with this intro. Oh, I thought this you know, intro was, was, was kind of gimmicky. And, well, I know you said the song is a little boring. To me, it wasn't boring. It wasn't uninteresting. It just, when I was done listening, it's like, like I couldn't tell you much of what I listened to because it just felt, it felt kind of unmemorable. I felt like it didn't do much for me. See, that's what I mean. That's or, what I mean by boring. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it it was it, kind of boring where it just kind of stayed at a level for me. But after you're done with the song, there's not much that you like instantly latch on to. Yeah, that was really cool. So, yeah. Overall, that's that was kind of my thoughts about the song. I didn't hate it. I mean, I certainly this certainly does not deter me away from checking out more of the Talking Heads. And, yeah. I think uh, a lot of, like if you if you can excuse me for being blunt, I think of a lot of your criticism came from the fact that just like your knowledge on the talking heads is still evolving. Yeah. Like, well, but even then, I mean, I, I just I, I was just I wasn't even looking like just trying to critique the talking heads in general. Mm-hmm. I was just looking from this song in a bubble and from and granted, yeah, it is a bubble. I'm looking it through a very small bubble. But, you know, I, I just felt musically there were certain things that kind of I mean, didn't again, nothing deterred me. I didn't think anything was outright terrible about the song. I just 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 some certain things just kind of like made me just kind of bring the song down for me as far as me liking it. But that's all. Yeah. I thought it was good. All right. You want something that's really not good? Oh, for God's sake. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, no. Co- I t- I, oh, God. Yeah. Kokomo Plus. by the Beach Boys, oh! ladies and gentlemen. Um, I hate this song. I've never actually actively searched for Beach Boys for casual oh. listening. Um, but I do believe they fit a certain rarely attained mood of being on the beach. Max and relaxing. Um, I too, I too have my reasons for shit talking this song, um, but I knew to mercy like for me to mercilessly bash it um, would just make from for an uninteresting review. Um, part of I think part That's of listening. That's my job. Yeah, I think part of listening to music as a whole is to not be cynical in the eyes of people who maybe don't have 
that big of an expansive knowledge. All right, on Michael, music. calm right, down. I, I mean, oh, I'm I'm okay, okay. I can't say that this song was completely awful because I can personally see a future where I'm laying in the beach with my family on on a vacation, white sandy beach, and I might hear Kokomo playing in the background. I'm like, turn that shit up a little bit. I want to hear some <laughs> beach voice right now. Um, I really admire the saxophone solo towards the second half of the oh, song. So good. Placing it towards the beginning, I think, would have actually benefited the entire song structure um, mm-hmm. and would have piqued my interest sooner. Um, the lyrics are ecstatic and carefree, um, which you're going to find in most Beach Boys lyrics. Um, it, no, this song's not good. But, it's, <laughs> but, the, but the Beach Boys is something to have in your track arsenal, if you will. Uh, to fit certain moods, just this song is not the one in their discography to have. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so so you, you definitely pointed out the one thing that I was going to say that I really liked. I love the saxophone. Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's not much that you can do wrong with a saxophone no, in a song. Definitely. So that, that was really good. I love that. Um, for the bad... Um, I'm not the biggest Beach Boys fan. I think that's where this comes from. And I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't hate the song, but I don't like it. You know, I think that's my biggest criticism of it that I, I couldn't like get more out of the song mm-hmm. besides the saxophone solo. And so you've mentioned a lot of bad things and some of the good things. I'm just going to let Andrew kind of. <laughs> Yeah, just, Aaron, I'll let I'll let him him take this so, one. So 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 I'm I'm not gonna so when I was looking at this list when I was listening to it, it was the post Malone song and Kokomo were like the two that I was genuinely struggling to come up with something nice. And and here here here's the one that can come up nice about Kokomo, it achieves its goal. I don't like its goal. But it achieves it. It yes, I feel like I'm on a tropical island when I'm listening to the song. And that is all that you need out of the Beach Boys. Yes, I agree. It makes me hate tropical um, experiences now. But it it did it, it it achieved its goal. That's that's the nice thing I can say about the song. But since I know the song was purposely put in to make me angry, I feel no shame at all in tearing this one to shreds. I'm sorry. I respect Brian Wilson. He's done a lot of good things from innovation and music. I don't like the Beach Boys. I'm sorry. And this song in particular, I was painful for me to listen to. I could not so, get into this at all. So Noth- you're, I'm sorry. So you're telling me that the Beach Boys, when you listen to them, they do not free your soul? No. It makes no. <laughs> no, they don't. What band does free your soul, Andrew? Do you have a soul to be freed? <laughs> He likes the whatever hate. soul I had left a long Does time bad religion ago. is that the only thing that just exceeds your soul? I think transcends I think if I had you. a soul that left a very long time Anti-corporatism, ago. Anti-corporatism. That's what. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. That's what puts him at ease. <laughs> no, it, well, no, it's not even not, not even being anti-corporate. I love like early Beatles stuff, and that's yeah. like, yeah, that's, like it's nothing about that. It, to me, when I was just listening, to it, this was just. So cornball and cheesy. Mm-hmm. I know that's what it's supposed to be, but it was just too much for me. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there. It's like this was just not pleasant. Even the saxophone, sure, is a good solo, but it just made it more 
cornball. Yeah. I couldn't stand this song. It was just the Hulk is does not know. You could have cried. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> fun, I, when he first started singing, it's just like, God, make this end. I was just... No. If Dylan listens to this podcast, thank you for putting this song in here. Yeah. <laughs> if anything, you created so much emotion. You've, uh, you've given this this room so much joy. For you two, just watching me, I feel this is a miserable experience listening to this song. I'm sorry. Kokomo is fuck Kokomo. All right. So I think we're all in agreement. Kokomo is a very good song that you should all listen to. Yes. Um, a really bad song, though. Oh, this God. song was actually at the bottom of the list for me i hated this song more than imagine dragons more than kokomo more than post malone um this song by the all-american rejects called swing swing it's just a step lower into the pop punk wasteland <laughs> than uh the ann arbor track that we discussed earlier oh, oh um, cap. Thank I'll, you. I'll admit i still imagine myself jamming out to gives you hell in the seventh grade oh, so uh, good. But now I can't find oh, any no. benefit to listening to anything oh, no. All American Rejects have ever written. Uh, the song proceeds, gives you hell by nearly six years. So really, yeah, you can tell long before. Oh, yeah, you can tell. No, no, no. I didn't know that. This was off the first record, right? So, oh. so going into it, I had this expectation of usually when you find a band like this, the early stuff is a little more guttural, a little more low production, a little more raw in terms of the whole but, musical but idea. I think as you learned, oh, more I was so, immature. I was sorely, more immature. Sorely disappointed. Um, the lyricism, of course, is corny as hell. The chorus still has me cringing. Swing, swing from swing the tangles of, of my, heart. my heart. My heart. <laughs> my heart. This just brings back horrible memories of the early 2000s for me. Um, the only thing I could say I found interesting was the organ at the beginning was definitely cool. It, you know, after it was dropped by nearly 10 seconds and then never brought up yeah, for the rest they, of the song. I remember. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. The, that was such a weird thing for me when they yeah. started off with the organ. That, it was that, just like, it what? Yeah. It would have been what? very interesting to see that incorporated. Well, I, I, that was like the last. I was expecting to hear from an all-American recheck song. Mm -hmm. I, if um, if that was incorporated further into the song, I might have uh, lasted more than tech, ten seconds without crying. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all I got to say. We you can go have ahead, our songs to be just decimated. Yep. It's great. Uh, okay, so the good things about this song is that. <laughs> I, I like the way that he sings. <laughs> what I I think I think that they're the like pop punk whatever you want to call it yeah. kind of way of singing. There's there's something that always draws me to it. It's always interesting. I mean that's why I like Green Day, Blink One Eighty Two, uh, whoever else came out of that pop punk scene. You know, I I like the way that way that he sings for All American Rejects. I think it, that was I think that was the best part of this song. You know I. I I'll 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 concede with you to to an extent that his vocals are far from the worst in emo and pop punk. Yeah. Far from it. They, they weren't. I didn't think they were good. But don't get me wrong. But no, th th there was and especially later on in the career. I, I know his vo his vocals do become more. I tolerable is a bit too refined. harsh. Refined. Refined. I guess. Yeah. It's less kind of whiny word. almost in a yeah. sense. Um. So and then the negative. Uh, Mike, you did a fantastic job. Thank yeah, there's, there is not much good here musically or lyrically. 
the the lyrics, the lyrics, like you said, that chorus was horrible. <laughs> Just like on uh, the song 18 mm-hmm. by Ann Arbor, I thought the same. I was like, it made me cringe. I was like, this is terrible. This is some of the worst bits of lyrics I've heard like yet on our list. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely the worst part about this song. Now, Andrew, what did you think was good about this song? So this was like this was this is number three as far as towards the bottom. Oh man, it's like Post Malone and Kokomo are the only ones below this. Um, you know what I, what I like. You know what I actually again if comparing it to to eighteen um, by Ann Arbor it was funny because it, it was like. You can always take what I said about that song, but reverse it. I thought the production was much nicer, and you know, I, w- I think it would have been interesting to see what what they would have gone further with the organ mm-hmm. because. Um, to know, be fair, I don't think you can still call yourself punk if you have an organ in there. Well, pop punk isn't punk to begin with, but I'm not. I don't think get you can that. even have an organ in pop punk. Is that like a? I don't. Well, pop punk is fine because I don't consider that to be punk, anyways. <laughs> but no, but even then, though, and I, I'm, you know what? I, I I know me and Mike were thinking about doing a guilty pleasures episode, and I think I've already get gonna give away one of mine early, anyways. I like Yellow Card. Oh, I, they're not. Oh bad. no, I do too. Yeah, oh, Yellow well, Card. Yeah, they're not bad. Because here's the thing: the violin is a really interesting touch, and they incorporate that very well. Having them rejects, and if they had with a refined vocalist and less immature lyrics I think having like oh we're the pop from piano with the organ that would have been really interesting I think that would have done really well for their careers <clears throat> but unlike the 18 at least the 18 I could see them being self-aware with it there is no being self-aware with this song it's just whining about a girl who doesn't like him because she's dating other people boo hoo Go go to your middle class bedroom and cry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just just this uh, just something about this. I just really yeah. Did the combination of both the vocals and the lyrics just made this song very whiny to me. Again, I like the guitars. I thought the organ would have been a more interesting touch, but I'm sorry. This song just didn't just did not do good things for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. All American rejects are great. Yeah. Whoever you sing, they're, come to they're my like house. They're like mid-tier pop Let's talk. that time. Let's talk about your life. Anyway. <laughs> the uh, the uh, next song is by Hanley, Haley, sorry, Haley Steinfeld. Um, I, did, did you either of you heard the, hear this person before? Yes, I did. I've heard oh, her. I knew of her. I've heard her only I, in passerby conversations, never that, delved into this, the material. This was brand new to me. I never mm-hmm. heard her before. Um, forget, don't have the song name written. It's uh, love myself. Love, love myself. Yeah, that, which, which goes along with kind of the whole point of the song. But uh, <laughs> this song sure showed me that Haley is a strong woman that don't need no man. <laughs> uh, the lyrical themes of loving of oneself and embracing imperfections are wholesome and definitely worth one's attention. Um, I genuinely felt good after listening to this song. Yeah. Like, I, I felt good. It. I felt good about myself. I was like, I'll you know what? Tomorrow's going to be a great day. I, I laughed just the way you delivered that, Michael. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, of course, musically, I can't say there's a lot to be celebrated. It's your standard pop song. Um, but what's really to behold here is the lyrics and just how wholesome and genuinely uplifting they are. It, the song achieves what it set out to do, which was create a nice, wholesome song to listen to when you're out having a bad day, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So 
I totally agree with everything that you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that her voice is very good. I enjoyed hearing her. And I also enjoyed learning that I watched the music video for it because I need visuals with stuff because I can't sit still. So right. watching the music video, I was like, I recognize who this girl is, but I can't figure out where. And I figured out she was the girl from True Grit, the Coen Brothers 2010 remake of the movie, ah. True Grit. One of my favorite Western movies, and I think that they Hollywood should bring back the Western genre. I think that spaghetti Western music is amazing. Okay, tangent aside. I was, I was not expecting that to come from this this conversation. So so I like I liked her vocals and I like figuring out that she is not only an amazing actor, but also a very good singer. I don't know if she wrote the lyrics for this song, but if she did, kudos mm-hmm. to her. Um the the negative of this was figuring out that True Grit was like the last good Western movie that Hollywood has made. (laughs) (laughs) So that was sad. (laughs) Um, And and then I'm not a big fan of straight up heavy pop music like this. So it was was a little, little hard at times fully listening to. I think that was my biggest gripe of it is that it's just like your standard hyper produced pop song. Like I said, a lot to behold lyrically, not a lot musically. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to surprise a lot of people when I say this, and I think I'm going to lose my punk card for this mm-hmm. if there are such things, but I didn't straight up hate We've this We've already song. taken it. it that, that's <laughs> Before you had to say it, oh we took God. it. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't straight up hate this song. Yeah. I, you know, this yeah. was fine. You know what? This was just inoffensive pop music to me. That's what it was. You know, uh, you know it was funny because what I really, really liked is when she... Uh, especially going through after Kokomo and Swing Swing, uh, just like and here and then she had those like nice like pianos, like really nice bright piano keys. Yeah. You know, what reminded me. It's like, oh, this is kind of like Madonna. And then here's the thing, like it reminded me so like Madonna, like eighties Madonna stuff. And you know what? I'm sorry, like a prayer is a great song. So she reminded me of Madonna. It made me think of nice things. So uh, that. So yeah, that that made me happy and put me in a better mood. Um, I. You know, you said she was an okay singer. I I wasn't like when she was trying to reach high notes. I wasn't. It, it didn't sound like she could. Yeah, she couldn't quite. Yeah, hit that, it that was kind of the, but herself. Was, she yeah. was a decent singer, and here's my thing though. I just when it comes to really sugary bubblegum pop stuff like this, it's when it turns me off. And so even the chorus, here's the. Here's, I think there's certain merit to the song. I can easily see this. Being a very uplifting song for someone. Someone's had, like Michael said, having a bad day. Very uplifting for people. And, you know, and I can definitely see that working. It's just, I don't know, if, I'm, if, I, if I need uplifting, I'll listen to an up, like, upbeat pop, punk song. It's just, just, it's just kind of how I am. It's just a matter yeah. of taste, honestly. Yeah, and yeah. again, yeah, I was just listening to the chorus. It's like, you yeah, know, that, that, that is genuinely anthemic. That's genuinely uplifting. Really sugary sweet for me. Not something I'd go out of my way to listen to. But, you know, this was a... For pop, I've heard much worse. Yeah. Far much worse. It could so. have been much worse. So, yeah, yeah. no. 
Here's something though that will it was definitely a palate oh. cleanser for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, after listening to all, especially American, all American rejects, just listening to some Weezer was, was great nice. for me. I've seen Weezer live. I saw him this past oh, summer. Lucky. Great show. I actually went though to more to see the Pixies that opened for them, but um. But they put on a fantastic show. They uh, Rivers went out on the crowd surfing on the SS Weezer, which was really funny to watch. <laughs> and he and he did this beautiful rendition, like just singular guitar of uh, Island in the Sun. But um, but I've I've been a Weezer fan for many years, and uh, th- this song, uh, "The World Has Turned and Left Me Here," is off of the legendary Blue album, a prime example. And I'd say this song is a prime example of a powerful b-side um i could talk my about my opinions on the quality of weezer albums progressively for hours yeah. which might be a future episode um uh, but no, i think the, talked about that yeah but the blue album in general is just a terrific example of weezer's finest work and this song is a perfect representation of that um but in comparison to the rest of the Blue Album, which I've listened to front to back at least 10 times, this song definitely doesn't stand out as much as like the hits like uh, My Name is Jonas or Surf Wax America or any other songs yeah. like that. So I think this song is fantastic. It was definitely great to hear it again. But in comparison with the rest of the Blue Album, that's where the criticism comes. It's just like... It's not know. as good. Yeah. But sorry. still a great song. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just... When you said when you said they're going on the SS Weezer, I, I'm now just picturing Rivers Cuomo as like a ship captain. He was. He was dressed as a ship captain. He had a little oh, hat on and no, everything. I see. <laughs> That's oh awesome. no, there's a rogue wave coming. We gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. We should surf wax America away from this this way. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Oh yo, please get me out of this <laughs> hole. <laughs> okay, uh so so in comparison to the list, this was such a refreshing turn that I am so glad that we picked it <laughs> mm-hmm. out of the bowl. What a stroke of luck <laughs> for stroke us. stroke of luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this this song, there was, everything was good about it. I, I like the guitar work was cool. Drumming was neat. Um, I I didn't quite always catch the lyrics because some something about me, I... I kind of zoned out, I guess, trying to listen to him. But, and then I think for the the negative, I know that I've said this before, but it, my negative comes as a question. Do you think that Weezer has ever fallen asleep playing their own music? I mean. Because this <laughs> song and some, and a, to me, quite a bit of their other music is pretty boring. Mm. Like this song definitely doesn't like, have a whole lot of energy to it and i found myself kind of kind of bored through it maybe rivers (laughs) but you know what maybe rivers did during the make-believe tour i can see that happening him falling asleep i would probably would too yeah weezer is definitely an acquired taste but they're uh they i relate them as having a following kind of like the grateful dead where like you have your very committed fans, and when I saw them live, I saw that firsthand. And, and to, to be a fan of Weezer, you really have to be committed sometimes. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Uh, yeah. But, so anyways, so for me, for, for, for Weezer, so before I get into the song, I, I, I'm going to be upfront. When I first heard Weezer, I fucking hated them. Straight up. I could not. Like, he, here, you know, here's my problem was. 
Because the first song I listened to theirs was Hashpipe. And I... What a good song, though. Yeah. But I hated his vocals so much on that verse. That's what I heard. That's yeah. all I heard in that song. I was like, that, and then I, I think, I remember just not liking Undone for some reason, which is weird, because that's like my favorite, probably my favorite Weezer song same, now. Same. So, but like, I just remember just being like turned off in those songs. And then eventually for years when I calmed down and actually got off my weird whatever the fuck. Here's the thing. I, I like Hatchpipe now. I'm still not... 100% sure in his vocals, but, you know. Yeah, when I was... I slowly got around with them. I think Buddy Holly was just kind of the final nail in the coffin. It's like, all right, you know, these guys are great. You guys are really good. And, the, and like, yeah, the Blue Album... I love the Blue Album. I think the Blue Album is fantastic, and it's a classic for a reason. Um, as far as this song goes, uh, World Has Turned, I... You know what? I, I actually, actually forgot the song was on the Blue Album. I really did. Mm. Um, because... When, it's boring. Yeah, here's the thing. And, and I know you kind of said it, and I and Elio said it, but I'm not going to agree with him anywhere near to the same extent. The song was kind of boring. It is um, in that album among the blander songs on there, especially when you have like Undone and oh, Buddy yeah. Holly and uh, Surf Wax America and Oh, In the Garage is a great song mm-hmm. for that record. Um, what, what was the last song called on that? The, the long eight minute one? Oh, Look it up, please. I will be our research doing board. it right now. Um, I, that, that one's a, that one's a huh? Only in dreams. Only in dreams. Thank you, thank you, Brent. Uh, yeah, that 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 whole record's great. And then you got this one, and it just it's kind of the same level for most of the song. I like the intro. We have like the um the acoustic guitar. Oh yeah, like it, that was beautiful. Like there's really nice acoustic guitars blending with all the like the heavy distortion. Perfect. It was really nice. It was really nice. Again, this is a really good song. Especially compared to everything else on this list, this was a damn fine masterpiece compared to everything else. But yeah, I don't know. As far as Weezer songs, it's of their '90s material. It is among their blander. But yeah. as you and I know, they can do much blander and much, much yeah. worse. To go out on a side tangent, what are you guys expecting for the newest one with the I, tracks that got released? Uh, I have no idea. I have no to idea. No, I. I'm sorry. I. I just something nice. Oh, just wanted to ask. Just something. At least, at least give us something like the White Album. I, I really like something. Obviously, again, I'm, I'm just a really big rock fan. So obviously, something. I want to say like their older material, but even something similar to like everything will, be, will be all right in the end. That's what I would want. I know they're not going to make that, but, cool. and that's just me personally. All right. Finally, we're on the last song though. Yeah. Final, final song here by a band called, <laughs> band or artist, not actually sure, uh, called Bump and Uglies. Uh, a song called White Boy Reggae. This was a really nice surprise. Yeah, no, it was wow. it was the most interesting for me to dissect. I really admired the raw acoustic guitar with the Caribbean rhythm. Um and I was so like pl- pleased to hear that there was no increase in production and no really like uh yeah. no build up or anything like that. I was actually pleased to hear that um and have the entire song revolve around vocal performance with very honest lyricism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to find out if the rest of this band's discography is similar to this song. If it is, I'll be pleasantly surprised, and this is definitely something I could get into. Um, I kind of thought they were reminiscent of like something like Sublime or Real Big Fish. Yeah, I, I can, I can like say that. Sublime. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure about yeah, Real Big Fish, but... Mm-hmm. But... Uh, not a lot to say in terms of uh, criticism other than, I guess, the 
hearing that guitar very raw very um you know it's the only thing present uh instrumentally in the entire song uh, the lyrics or sorry the vocals were kind of uh distant from that they weren't as raw they were a little produced a little very clean uh very pristine i would have ex- it just it wasn't my expectations but it definitely didn't steer me away yeah um so i think I think my favorite, absolute favorite part about this song was the lyrics. Yes. These lyrics were incredibly introspective into a band that is white playing reggae music, which is not white music. Mm. And I thought that introspection and definite like self-awareness of the lyrics were awesome. And it's, it's not like it was, it's not like the lyrics were corny or they were, not suited for a topic of like this because mm-hmm. that it, you know did i guess in a way they were talking about cultural appropriation like that's kind of like the the baseline Kinda, of, yeah i can yeah, somewhat I mean, like like it's sort of like the the baseline of, as to where that song sort of starts you know at least like the first part of the song he's talking about like mm-hmm. i'm a white guy singing music that is not like for a white person you know kind of so it's right there and the lyrics, like like I was saying, the lyrics do a really good job of portraying his sort of confliction in playing this music, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought the lyrics were the best part. And then the singing was number two for the song where his his singing ability is really good. And then I, I've never really liked reggae music too much. So that's kind of... The, the one criticism I really have. Yeah. At first glance of you, Elio, I could not see reggae in your in your arsenal of music. No, it's not. It, it's it's not something I I ever quite liked, but the song was really good, so it was totally fine listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that guitar solo, that was really good. And this song, I really liked the guitar solo. Really surprised me for a band like this. Yeah. You know what? Here's, here's the thing. Um, I don't know if this is what all their music is like i'm not entirely sure if it is i'm like already a fan because i am a sucker for this kind of stuff just very funny i know i know you said you were just you didn't like the fact it was just guitars michael that's what i love i love this kind of stuff if it's just like i know he's not folk but just like some guy in acoustic guitar singing really like explicit like funny we got clever lyrics. I'm a sucker for that stuff. I know we, mm. you gave me that Frank Turner song for our protest. Yeah. I really like that. I'd mentioned Wally Pleasant in here a lot. I love him, and he, this is the kind of stuff he writes. So this was, like, right up my alley, and I loved it. You know, pretty much going off what Elio said, it's very it's, – yeah, it's poking fun the fact that, yeah, white, about how white people playing traditionally non-white music, and it was a really interesting way to do it. I thought they were really clever and funny. I was giggling, and – I mean, I was this was also this one I was actually struggling to think of something good, sorry, bad to say about it. And I mean, I guess I didn't like the vocals like at some yeah, points. Yeah, that's where I was at. Yeah, but even then, it kind of fits it almost. It's supposed to be a very raw song, so mm. yeah. And this is what the rest rest of the music is like. I'm like all for it. I just don't know what it is, <laughs> you know. And so I think that will require more more digging. So yeah, absolutely. Um, well, there it is. So there it is. Thank you to our coworkers for playing along with us and giving us song suggestions. 
Sorry for us destroying half of them. Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. Yeah. I, I, I'm not for some of them, especially for Kofamo. <laughs> <That's laughs> right. Thank you, Dylan. Hey, I'm excited for this next <laughs> semester. Really happy to be on this podcast. Oh, well, we're uh, forgetting recommendations. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, recommendations. So, Michael, do you have a recommendation for us? I mean, sure. Don't. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay. Uh, okay, I went over to Andrew's house, or Andrew's uh, dorm, a couple days ago. And he show he played for me a lot from his expansive collection of vinyl records. Yeah. Uh, my, my record player was like fucking with me the other day. Oh yeah, you had there. There's you. You were very close to being upset about uh, a warped record <laughs> that no, you no, found. No, 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 not that. Like the record player itself was fucking with me. Like I don't know. It was, it's hard to explain, but yeah, I was like really scared. I had to get a new record player too. Yeah, that. Yeah, I don't know what happened to that one. I will have to figure out. Yeah. That one was that's not an uncommon album, the belly record. I'll have to figure out a way to flatten that in some mm-hmm. form. But anyway. I I, re- I recommended that last week. Oh yeah? <laughs> I, t- I thought I told you. You can recommend it again, that's fine. No, no, no. I have a different one. Out of the many records that Andrew showed me, um he showed me uh something called Moving Panoramas. Uh yeah. one of their albums called One. Their only album called so, One. So um, like I said, I recommended this last week. Oh you, oh this one? Yeah, I thought it what, was the belly record. Uh no. Sorry, but 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 you go ahead. Just recommend it again. Why do you? No, I have a different one. I have okay. a different one. Look up. It's a wonderful life by Sparkle Horse. When I said that band to you, oh. you were like, "The fuck does that mean?" <laughs> it, it's Sparkle Horse. Yeah, it's it's an indie kind of outfit um, that I got into a few years back, mm-hmm. I, that I listened to on and off. Um, if anyone's ever heard of the game, uh, the video game Life is Strange. Uh, it's kind of like one of those story-based games. A lot of the music by this band um, or artist, it's one guy, was on that, and that's what got me into this music. Um, specifically, look up the track Piano Fire off of that album, It's a Wonderful Life. Very good song, um, just really distorted acoustic guitar and some cool um, duets um, between the lead singer and another female artist. Just look it up. It's good. That's yeah. all I gotta say. Andrew, you go. You go next. I have two. Two recommendations. Two recommendations. Okay. Well, um, one of the records I showed Michael when I was when he was over the other day. Uh, this isn't the one I'm gonna. Actually, no, this is the one I'm gonna recommend. Uh, you wouldn't anyway by a band called Loomer. So, it's very hard to find information about these uh, about these guys and gals because they. Uh, are from Brazil, so most of their <laughs> press and other surrounding stuff is in what I presume to be Portuguese. So, uh, like I, all I know is that they're a showgraze band from there, and a very noisy, distorted showgraze band at that. This right. is, if you want to into showgraze, probably not the best place to start. But um, the best place for these guys um, would probably be the album you wouldn't anyways is from 2013. They did have one uh, in 2017 called Deserted that's also really good. There's a song in there called Lack that I love. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I I think you wouldn't anyways the best place to start simply because it's, I guess, the most accessible material, I, I, I would think, out of everything. I would everything. definitely agree with that. I, uh, did you check out the Carousel EP? I did not, but okay. I've been listening to that album literally all week. Yeah, you wouldn't it, know. It, it, I love it. It's honestly. it's really good. And so, also, I don't know what else is part of their discography because there are two other albums listed called like songs. Like if I'm looking on Spotify, it's songs of the Wild West, World Tip Blues. 
I don't know if these are actually the same band. I kind of doubt it, because from what I have seen, they formed in 2010, and they're saying these albums were from, like, the late 90s. So mm. there's probably other bands named Loomer out there, and, yeah, but um, I don't know what else to say. Um, you know what I found funny, though? My Bloody Valentine has a song called Loomer. Yeah, then that's, that's what it's named after. That I'm is what it's sure. named after? Okay, I'm I wanted that sure. confirmation. I'm pretty sure. I'd be surprised because there's obviously a lot of comparisons between the two. Oh, definitely. So. Um, but for me, my personal favorite release is um, their 20... Actually, no. I don't think they're... I think they're formed in 2008 because their first EP was called Mind Drops since 2009. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. What's the one I like on there? Uh, Damn. That's the song I really like from there, but... My favorite song of theirs comes off of their Coward Soul EP from 2010 called Across the Clouds. That whole EP is great. I love every song on there. It's a really good EP. I I would check that out after you listen to You Wouldn't Anyways. Uh, but, yeah, really, really, really love this band. Uh, what, like, this is my, my number two, like, favorite underground band, I guess. I don't know how you do it. I, I reckon it was my first favorite a few weeks ago. But, no, really, really love this band, and I think everyone should check them out. Cool. Um, I'm definitely going to check out both of them. So my recommendation, I've finally had enough time to actually sit and listen to all the songs enough. So Muse, early in November, the beginning, released their newest album, Simulation Theory. I think I recommended... Uh, I think on the... F- I think on the first episode... Well, no, I re- we talked about Muse in the first episode. Uh, but so. I think my recommendation, I said to look out for the album. But now I... Maybe. I don't don't, know. I don't remember either. But so now I finally had enough time with all the music. And this album, I think it's finally Muse have been able to satisfy their record record label enough and satisfy whatever sound they wanted to get out to actually do the album that they've wanted to do since like two or three albums ago. Hmm. So for the longest time, Muse has been like suggesting that they wanted to do like a really a, a really weird blend of their rock music and like 80s heavy synth music i liken it to like tron music yeah so <laughs> muse meets tron yeah so so there's there's a whole bunch of standout songs on this album and there's like very few songs that i would say like sort of stay away from there's only one but even then it's it's a good song so like you start off with a song called algorithm which immediately sounds like 80s like heavy synthesizer it's like you're like okay i'm in tron this is really cool and then uh later on you have really the really cool interesting matt bellamy guitar work off of pressure uh, propaganda and break it to me, which break it to me has one of the coolest riffs Muse has done. I think they're, I think it's awesome. And then the rest of the album is really good, but those are a couple of like the best songs on this list. Andrew, you look like you're about to explode trying to say something. <laughs> oh, I'm stretching. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm stretching and yawning. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, no one's gonna see this. Been a long one. A lot of emotions on this podcast. What's the emotion? I was stretching. What's so? So that's that's my first recommendation, and then my second recommendation. I have to start off with a a thank you to Andrew for being a co-host, an awesome co-host. Brent, thank you for being an awesome editor. Uh, thank you to all the guests. Hunter was on Grunge. 
Brent was on the hardcore episode. Uh, Michael over here was on Jack White. Then Melissa was on the strokes. Awesome guest. Thank you for helping us along with some music that we might not have understood or been mm-hmm. well-versed in. Yes. Thank you for all that. And the second recommendation, listen to season two of this I kind podcast. of figured that's where you're going with this. Yes. <laughs> listen to season two. It's going to be awesome. Uh, be better than the first season. Can't wait to hear it. It's, you, know, you know what? I, I'm going to be really nerdy when I say this. I, I almost liken this to like transition of like, like the first season of the new Doctor Who and like going to the second. Because the first doctor, we only we only we only we only, we only got like the first doctor for like eight like eight, <laughs> eight or, episodes or eight something episodes like that. or something like yeah. And then, then now we're on Michael, and hopefully if he if he can stick it with me, we, he can survive for much more seasons. So so it's like that. Elio, thank you very much. I'm shaking shaking his hand for anyone who can't see it. Appreciate you. your time. It's a short time, but it's a great time. Had a lot thank of fun. So. I don't Bye. know. I I I I, 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 I don't usually get sentimental, but like you know, seriously, this is a really fun time. I appreciate you putting up with my bullshit. No, thank and, you for putting uh, up with mine. <laughs> well, I think I had more bullshit. <laughs> I think I think I my bullshit was significantly smellier than yours. <laughs> Anyways, on that note. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the sound check. Uh, we will be away for a few weeks, obviously, because of winter break and whatnot, and. I would desperately like to go home soon after <laughs> oh, finals. God. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to break, but then we will come back. We'll, me and Michael, we will talk about music some more, and I will be as equally irritating as as I was this season. So, look Fire forward and to ice that. coming back at you. <laughs> awesome. Fire and ice, like God, that's that's gonna stick now, isn't it? All right, thank you everyone for listening, and have a wonderful Christmas time, holiday time, whatever whatever it is for you. Thank you. Goodbye. Peace.